This is the St. Louis Podcast Network. Welcome to the CNC Golf Factory Podcast on the St. Louis Podcast Network with Kurt Rowe and Kurt Goss III. Kurt Rowe is the Executive Director of the Metropolitan Amateur Golf Association in St. Louis. Spalding, this calls for the old Billy Barul. Kurt Goss III is the head PGA professional at the Country Club of St. Albans. I for short. <laughs> now, it's time for the only podcast dedicated to St. Louis local golf. Let's get into the CNC Golf Factory Podcast on the St. Louis Podcast Network. Hey, hey, welcome on in another episode, episode three we are on now, of the C&C Golf Factory podcast right here on the St. Louis Podcast Network. Kurt Rowe, Kurt Goss, I'm Andy Hanselman alongside to uh, help these guys out. Glad, you go, glad you're along. Uh, thanks for the listens. If you want to support the podcast, please make sure that you subscribe, like, review, wherever it is that you find your podcasts on the uh, Apple Podcast app, Spotify, and of course, the uh, the website, which you can find through our Facebook link. I sent that link over to the guys earlier today. But yeah, so the show does have like an actual website. It's a it's a it's something that's provided from our set up by our provider. But it's a great it's a great home base, and uh, it'll it'll work for now. So, uh, gentlemen, good e- uh, good evening, happy Thursday. What's going on? Kind of a quiet week for you guys, I'm sure. Very much so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Day. Uh, this is day five of six out of seven tournament days for me this week. So yeah, yeah. this your is this your busiest though. week of the year? Oh, this might be the busiest week of my life. Wow. I mean, I don't recall ever having three events in a seven day period. Why so, you set it up like that? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who's the who's the guy who schedules this stuff, but right. So it's because no one wants to play golf in July, Kurt. That's right. It's too hot. I mean, right. it's and, all good. It's all good. Did we, and did we luck out on the weather this week? Holy moly. Just chamber yeah. commerce days every day this week. Yeah, so far it's been uh, – yeah, this week's been great. Yeah, Except for Saturday. Saturday yeah, was, Saturday was a little tough. A little over at, uh, we over ran into each other out at, at a gateway, and uh, we were waiting on a rain delay together. So, Yep. Yeah. So, good deal, Kirk Goss. What have you been up to? What's good? Uh, just, uh, you know, plugging away at the club, uh, doing the, uh, usual, uh, club pro duties, teaching club fitting, um, helping, uh, assist, uh, Kurt Rowe, his crew, whatever we can do, um, on our end with the Metro open, which is fun watching those guys go low. Um, and, uh, I snuck out for another round of golf actually, uh, just a few hours ago at Bell Reef. So, uh, I think that's, uh, three rounds in three weeks. So, uh, I better slow down or I might uh, beat my previous, uh, 10 years, uh, record of trying to stay around 20 rounds a year. <laughs> right slow down we don't want any yeah. golf professionals you know playing golf or anything silly like that how, how <laughs> often would that be yeah that's right so, uh tonight on the show we are going to talk to uh, his name is david lloyd is that correct dan dan, dan, lloyd, lloyd. dan lloyd and he is a superintendent of and you told me earlier and i forgot already which course out there uh so andy he dan is in charge of the entire property all oh, the entire property okay yeah, and then Dan has uh, uh, Nick Hitler overseeing uh, Tavern Creek and uh, uh, Ben Norby 
is uh, soon to be taking over uh, Lewis and Clark because uh, Andrew is uh, leaving us to do his own thing. So uh, Ben, who was an assistant, will now be in charge of Lewis. But Dan is our head honcho. Awesome. Looking forward to talking to him. You'll hear from him in segment two, and then we're going to uh, recap the week in progress with uh, with Kurt and Kurt. With the, we're going to recap the East Side Amateur, the U.S. Open qualifier, and what do you guys? This, you guys call it the Metropolitan Open? Is that, is that Metropolitan what it's called? Open? Yep, the 18th okay. Metropolitan fantastic. Open going on right now. Three fantastic events happening all right here in St. Louis. We're going to talk about it all right here, right now. It is the CNC Golf Factory Podcast right here on the St. Louis Podcast Network. Back here for segment two, CNC Golf Factory St. Louis Podcast Network. Kurt Rowe, Kurt Goss, I'm Andy Panselman. Joined now by the head superintendent of the Country Club of St. Albans. See, Kurt Goss, how I did that there? I got it right that time. Appreciate it. I know. (laughs) Hey, it's Dan Lloyd, everybody. Hi, Dan. What's going on, man? Hey, guys. How are you? We're doing great. Talk to me a little bit about what it's like. So we're talking, this episode is very heavily focusing on the events going on this week between the East Side Am, the U.S. Open Qualifier, and, of course, the Metropolitan Open happening now over at the Country Club of St. Albans. What is it like for you to get the course ready for a golf, for a tournament like the Metropolitan Open as opposed to just your daily activities? What kind of extra stuff are you doing? What kind of uh, turf management skills are you utilizing? And what kind of neat things can you tell our audience about? Yeah, it's fun. Uh, we, we always get up for a tournament, um, you know, especially one with so many great players. Uh, we, always, we always like our course to be tested by – you know, really good players and the whole crew just gets on board. We start a little earlier than normal. Uh, we do a little more preparation. We do some things different. Having two courses is a little bit of a different situation um, while one remains open for member play. So we have to be pretty conscientious to make sure we're not just sacrificing the other course uh, to get one ready. Um, but I think we did a good job of, of uh, keeping the other course good for the members, keeping the members happy and, and putting out a good product. Uh, for the players at the Metropolitan Open. Yeah, Dan. Um, I think uh, the scores over uh, yesterday and today, uh, players are going low, and they should. Um, You're talking about the top players um, that have played in big events, guys come out of D1 colleges uh, chasing the dream. Um, You know, obviously we communicate quite a bit. Uh, We have to, uh, given our situation, working together. What do you think has been the the challenge this year? Um, I just feel like Zoysia, which is a lot of facilities in our in our area are are not popping like we were hoping for. Um, so how do you approach that uh, issue, especially when you're trying to have a top notch facility for members and host a big event? Yeah, it's always just it's funny. Um, I mean, I, I love it for four months a year when it grows, and then kind of hate it, and you never know what you're going to get. Um, I mean, it looks fantastic when it's good and it's just starting to look good. Um, but you can't do anything to wake it up early. I mean, we try, uh, we, we spray things on there like foliar fertilizers to try to wake it up, but it's just going to get ready and get green and get grown when it, when it does. And, and coming into spring, you never know what's really gonna be alive and what's not. Uh, the last two winters, we've had a little bit of winter kill and they're totally different situations. Uh, two years ago or last winter, it was, all the shady wet areas this year, it was just kind of compacted and dry areas. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's, you know, you wish it would grow faster. You wish it would have a little bit longer season, but that's St. Louis. It's, uh, it's that transition zone where nothing really wants to grow. uh, Well, you know, the, we we make it work with the bent grass, but it struggles in the summer. We make it work with the zoysia, but it, 
it doesn't grow for very many months out of the year. So, um, yeah. And then, you know, challenges for, for a tournament like this, like this week, it's always something different this week. We caught quite a bit of rain early Monday, Tuesday. Um, so the course is wet, you know, so it's playing soft and, uh, started drying out today a little bit, but you know, that's always a bummer because you have plans and things you'd like to do. Uh, you want it firm and fast and, and then, you know, you're just kind of at the mercy of mother nature, which is, which is kind of what makes it fun in the, you know, in the long run, um, dealing with all those conditions. Yeah, well, you hit the nail on the head, Dan. You know, Mother Nature seems to always win in these situations. You know, a week and a half ago, we were every place in town was hard as a rock and firm and just exactly what we wanted. And like you said, we got, you know, we got a little rain earlier in the week and we're, uh, you know, it's softened things up. Um, Kurt mentioned, you know, the scores are pretty low. Um, certainly the lowest at minus two is the cut. That's the lowest probably cut we've ever had. But, um, Tell me a little, I'd like to know a little more and I, you know, I appreciate everything you guys do. I, you know, sometimes I'm, I, you know, we, we kind of ask for the moon sometimes from the superintendents, you know, for, uh, you know, for getting golf course prep, you know, prep for our championships. Um, but, uh, it's a little different from your daily prep. Um, you mentioned, you know, you guys get, get, get kind of worked up for it and get excited for it. It gives you a chance to do some other things. What about your, your staff? Do you, your, your staff all gets, uh, you know, worked up for this too. And they get excited about, you know, getting to do a little different things, you know, like this evening when I left, you know, you you had some guy, you guys were out there doing a mow on the, you know, an evening mow on the fairways to get ready for tomorrow. But you know, talk a little bit about, you know, about your staff out there at St. Albans and, you know, this is a, it gets them out of their, their daily routine a little bit to get yeah. this. Yeah. I mean, I would say to a, to a person on the crew, everybody gets amped for it and it's fun. And as soon as this is over, we'll put a countdown on the board for member guests or the next thing to, uh, to just kind of look forward to. I think it's one of those motivators is, is you're prepping for something, you know, and we're always trying to get better. Uh, these courses have so much potential and we're trying to get them there. Um, and they're getting better and better, I think, but, um, but yeah, I think that's one of those huge motivators and, you know, it's always interesting to me what people are motivated by, um, but it seems like people that work on, you know, in, in our field really do get pumped about putting out the best product we can and uh, and putting it to the test to some of the best golfers around. Yeah, Dan, it uh, again, you know, kudos to what you do. I, I think you have probably one of the largest properties in the area, um, obviously, uh, when it comes to uh, acreage and trying to maintain that uh and and what you've done your crew the the past uh few seasons um you know removing some trees opening things up and and sometimes removing trees you upset some individuals but also removing trees things of that nature also is to create airflow or to improve uh the greens um so you know hats off to you your crew um our team at st albans but all superintendents and uh the folks in turf grass because again it, it, you guys are kind of behind the scenes or not necessarily behind the scenes you're on mowers but you're covering a lot of acreage over there it's hard to find you um to give you a pat on the back or you know ask questions like this about why the zoysia hasn't popped um they usually find us golf pros behind the counter or on the lesson tee so it's easier to uh, ask us those questions but yeah our hats off to you guys and and that's part of this podcast is we want to talk all things golf and uh, not just highlight the good players and the tournaments, but uh, the folks like yourself and your crew uh, that are out there slaving away on the uh, 
hot summer days and uh, the cool mornings. Uh, kind of wishing it was warmer, saying, come on, Zoysia, let's get going. So thank you for what you do. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Yeah, I, I've, there are many times I'd like to be more member-facing, and I think probably many people on the crew would. Um, you know, I often try to get to the – you know, the practice green and the first tee when there's a tournament going out or something like that. But generally we're using every minute we've got to just try to do something else, you know, fix a few ball marks or do a little touch up weed eating or, you know, making sure bunkers are perfect. So yeah, you're right. We usually don't, um, you know, aren't around at those, those items, you know, those things, but you know, Kurt, you came down with the trophy and took a picture with the crew today. They love that. I mean, you know, and just going back to that, like tonight's shift was totally voluntary and it was very, easy guys jumped at the chance to come and mow at night because it's just something different and it's fun and right. we're all we're all going for the same thing getting it done and putting out a good product uh but yeah the crew really does respond well when i share you know and, and our membership so supportive we get all we get a lot of nice comments and i share those with the, with the crew and they really appreciate that and keep it keep them going dan what are some creative ways that you've gotten members or players at your courses to fix their ball marks without you know without being a creep about it <laughs> yeah you know I, I write a newsletter every week and i think about six people read it so that's probably not the best <laughs> way um but you know i often there's been a couple a couple times i've just kind of hung out on a saturday morning and caught those first groups and you know just kind of a uh, just kind of a friendly chat but also just you know um this is how i like to fix ball marks and i've done some videos as well um, I probably do for another one. It's been maybe a year, but usually it's this time of year or spring when people are excited to get back out there. Just, just reminder. And then I think, I think it really helps once you, once you sort of convert a few people or once you get a few people into it, it's sort of contagious, you know, especially at a membership where all these people know each other and they play sure. the same kind of people. Um, once you get a few people on the habit of it, they, they share it with their friends and it just becomes habit for more. So oh, 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 go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I, I was just going to say, I'm not sure I've totally succeeded. There's plenty of ball marks all the time. No, <laughs> yeah, it's, so there's, there's a local public course. Uh, the superintendent since left, but last year, or maybe it was the year before, he sat on a number two, which is a par three. And uh, first he put like utility flags on every ball mark to on the <laughs> green, and then went up to the tee box and handed all the players, is like, this is like during a senior scramble. These guys play out there every every Tuesday morning, and these are, and these guys are the guys that, that are that are the biggest contributors to ball marks being left on the green, is what, is what they figured out and handed all of them a ball marker and, and or a divot fixer and told them to go fix some divots on the green where he'd mark them <laughs> with flags. <laughs> I love it. How did it work out for him? Uh, he got he got reprimanded a little bit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'll take a softer approach, but um <laughs> Yeah, this guy just didn't like golfers. He was not he's not in the right <laughs> position or the right place. He just he just he hated golfers. He would just hated everything they did to the golf course. You know, guys <laughs> guys who drive too close to the green. That's me. Sorry about that. Yeah. And then, you know, the guys in the who just drive where they shouldn't with the carts and they end up doing they're not replacing divots. He would just he would yell and scream at everybody. <laughs> Yeah, I'd say it does help to play golf. It's not a not a requirement, but it is it is nice to understand the game and uh, connect with the members in that way. Well, Dan, I want to echo what Kurt said. I just want I want to say thank you as well. You know, we uh, 
at the golf association, we, we, I, I think we always ask probably more of the grounds crew than we do um, the rest of the staff. I mean, Kurt might argue with that a little bit, but you <laughs> no. know, I, um, you know, we, we do, I mean, we, cause we, we have expectations and things that we're looking forward to, you know, to, as you mentioned, to test this field, especially a field like this week. I mean, we got, we, there's a lot of good players. And uh, so I just, I just want to say thank you to, you know, what you guys do. And that goes to, to all the, all the crews that I get to work with. And, you know, I've been fortunate to, uh, you know, to become really good friends with, a uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of superintendents side note, Dan and I actually played softball together a few years, a few years back. So that's been a while ago, but um, yeah. yeah. Now, now I'm coaching softball. I'm now you're coaching softball. I know I'm bothering you while you're coaching first base at, uh, at your <laughs> kid's game. Um, but anyway, I just, again, just want to say thank you. Yeah. Uh, you you have a great crew you've built you're really building a great crew out there too and um you know i just want to say thank you to what you've done you know this week i know it yeah mother nature reared her her hand a little bit and turned maybe turned us back a little bit but uh but uh just just want to say thank you and you know great job and we're gonna we're gonna wrap this thing up tomorrow and that's uh that's all that matters yeah no it's been it's been easy i keep asking you kurt what what else can we do out there? What are you seeing? And you're not giving me anything, but you've, uh, <laughs> you've hosted it. We've hosted it out there plenty of times. So, yep. uh, you know, the course and we know the deal and, um, no, it's been, it's been, been a pleasure. Uh, quick Dan, last thing, um, before we let you go, um, and get some reps, like we all need it right now because we have yeah. early mornings tomorrow again. Um, Will you know if Tavern 15 will allow carts on the fairways tomorrow, or can I bug you at 5 a.m.? And I also asked, what's the whole location on Tavern tomorrow for our 160 members and guests playing the other golf course? Yeah. I'll bug yeah, you in the morning. We'll, we'll talk at 4.45 in the morning, all right? I'll be, I'll 5 o'clock. I'm sleeping in. Okay. <laughs> Dan, thank you so much. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, my pleasure. Anytime, guys. As I like Dan, as I Dan Lloyd. Dan Lloyd joining us. He is the head superintendent at the Country Club of St. Albans, joining us right here on the CNC Golf Factory on the St. Louis Podcast Network. A wrap-up of the Eastside Am, the U.S. Open men's qualifier, and the Metropolitan Open coming up following the next sound you hear right here on CNC Golf Factory, St. Louis Podcast Network. Thanks to Dan Lloyd for joining us in the previous segment. Great information, great insight from him on uh, being a, a green superintendent at a, at a very, very large country club here in St. Louis. Uh, this is segment three. Andy Hanselman, Kurt Goss, Kurt Rowey, all here with you on the CNC Golf Factory St. Louis Podcast Network. Uh, it's been a crazy, crazy week. Kurt Rowey says the busiest week of his life. <laughs> so, and this is what this this is what this show is all about, and it's talking about local golf. And boy, do we have some local golf to talk about. Kurt Rowe, let's talk up. Let's start with the East Side Amateur. It was Saturday and Sunday at Gateway National. Big rain delay Saturday. Wet course Sunday. Uh, great golf, what it seems like. Uh, tell us all about it. Yeah, so it was the uh, gosh, it's hard to believe it was the twentieth uh, East Side Amateur. I remember when we started the. Jeez, I can't believe I remember we started when we started. I was around. Have you always but, had uh, I'm sorry. Have you always had it at Gateway? No, it's no, it's seen as it started at Far Oaks, and then it was at Belk Park for a long time. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Then we went to Spencer T for a little bit, um, and then I guess about three years ago we took it. To, we went to Gateway. So, um, yeah. So it's it's kind of been 
two different places all on, you know, in, on the, on the East side. That's why we call it the East side amateur. Um, you know, it, just real quick, it was started 20 years ago, really just to, because guys wanted a, they wanted another, you know, a weekend event, a points event. So they wouldn't have to, you know, not have to take off work, gave them a chance to earn some points towards our player of the year and those type of thing. Um, and that's how it started. And that's where it, you know, that's, that's why we have it, but yeah, big weekend, you know, it was a uh, mother's day weekend, but we had 123 golfers, um, in the open, we have two divisions. We have open and senior division. Um, we had 96 or so in the open and 30, whatever, 30 some in the, in the, uh, senior division. And, uh, yeah, unfortunate. We had the delay on Saturday, um, you know, Gateway was in, in excellent shape. It still was in excellent shape, but it was actually surprising how dry it, it, it dried out pretty quickly for that rain. You know, we we blew the horn a little before 2 o'clock on Saturday, and um, we actually sat around there for, gosh, almost an hour of just with lightning around us and no yeah. rain. Andy, yeah, you were there. And then all of a sudden that cell we were watching, just kind of the bottom dropped out of it, and it dumped on us. But um, we ended up getting finished, which was – unbelievable to me that we finished play on Saturday and we were able to get back on right away on Sunday morning for round two. But um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, gateways, it's a good draw. It's, it's, a, you know, it's a great, it's one of the best public golf courses in the, in the area. And uh, uh, Tony Gumper comes out on top winning the winning back-to-back uh, East side amateurs. Uh, he's playing really well. And, uh, and um, uh, Buddy Allen, takes the uh, the senior title for in a senior in a playoff over Joe Malink. Um, they finished even par and and um, go to a playoff and Buddy Birdie's first hole in the playoff. So um, good weekend and you know nice uh, little kickoff. Guys all earn some points towards Player of the Year, Shogun Cup, those type of things. But um, big thanks to Gateway. Tell me about for the people who didn't play. How did you set the course up? How many? What? What? How? How did you set the tees up? What'd you do with the? What'd you do with the pin locations? Uh, anything kind of tricky to kind of uh, real or to any high risk, high reward situations that you presented the players with? Yeah, not so much in the east side. You know, it's it's it it's where you know that. Well, first the golf course was set up for the open division was roughly around sixty eight hundred yards. It was kind of a combination of the black and blue tees. We, played the blue tees on the front, you know, the, you know, gateway, the, um, the front is, uh, so much, you know, shorter than the, uh, I'm sorry, the other way is the gate, the front front's longer than the, the backside. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we've, uh, played the blue tees in the front and in the backside, we played the black tees. So, um, and then the, for the seniors, it was about 6,300 yards, I think somewhere in there. So it's a little combination T, you know, nothing to, not there to to kill the guys, you know, they're, they're there to have, you know, have, you know, try to have some fun. It's competitive. Sure. Um, and then, and, and at the end of the day, you know, have a, give them a chance to earn some points and, and, uh, and, and such towards, uh, you know, towards the player of the year titles and, and Shogun cup and, and that stuff. But yeah, same thing on the whole occasions, you know, it's, it, nothing, nothing real tricky. Um, especially, I was kind of saving those maybe for Monday. I know we're going to get into Monday a little bit because we didn't didn't we didn't have to stray far to for U.S. Open qualifying. But um, I get back to you know we just had Dan. I about you know I got to give a shout out to Steve Leach and Kyle Stratman, the superintendent, oh, the uh, at Gateway National. Um, fantastic Steve, guys! It's fantastic guys. Kyle's the yep. superintendent. Gateway. Steve oversees Gateway and Stone Wolf and yeah, uh, I think yeah those and Far Oaks too. Yeah, but uh, you know they've been on me for probably five or six, I don't know, five or six years, Steve's like, I'd love, love to do a U.S. Open qualifier. And I'm like, 
I, I'm happy to do it. Let's let's talk. Uh, we gotta get Sean and and Sean on on board over there, and we finally made it happen this year. So they were they were amped up, and kind of the same thing that happened to us at St. Albans. You know, they were jacked up, had it you know firm and fast and ready to go, and then the rain <laughs> the rain dumps on us on Saturday. So, but still still the golf course is in really good shape. You uh, touched on it lightly um, in, pre- in the previous uh, in the previous statement, but let's talk. Let's get into Monday, the U.S. Open qualifier. Uh, how many golfers did you have go? And tell us about the course again. Yeah, so uh, ninety six. We stayed at Gateway. That was kind of a, the unique part of this. Uh, you know, as busy a crazy week was, but uh, you know, go East Side Amateur and then just have the U.S. Open qualifying, local qualifying on Monday at Gateway as well. So that was. That was kind of nice. I didn't have to pack everything up and move it. You know, Sunday night I was able to just to get ready and get back there on Monday morning and and knock knock uh, U.S. Open qualifying out. But yes, yeah, so we had 96 players. We started with 96. We had a few withdrawals early, but 96 players is what the field was for, and they played for five spots um, into uh, in, onto onto final qualifying. The U.S. Open has the two stages, local and then final qualifying. Um, so five spots. Um, the uh, medalists uh, were Justin Bryant, the amateur here from St. Louis, and then Wesley Hunter, who's a professional from Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, they both shot four under par um, on the day to earn uh, co-medalists and, and move on. And then we had a five-for-three playoff at three under par to uh, decide to get the final to get the final or the final three spots for the total five. So. One of those players has a top ten finish at Augusta. Bo Van Pelt was in town. I- how about that? Yeah, Bo Van Pelt was was here, <laughs> um, and he was in the playoff. Shoots three under and gets in the playoff. He he birdies the first hole in the playoff to earn a spot, um, as as well as a uh, young young man named Colin Alvers. Don't know much about Colin, Colin but he he makes birdie um, at the uh, at the first. So two birdies gets those two uh, two in. Um, and then the Ian Simon, he made bogey. And then the other two were John Augenstein, who I believe I actually looked today, was actually leading the Corn Ferry event over in Kansas City after round one. Um, John's a, he was an All-American at Vanderbilt um, back a few years ago. Uh, really good amateur player, but he was here. And so him and a young man from, well, I don't know where his key coker was his name. He plays, I get it. Plays at Dallas Baptist University. He was carrying all Dallas Baptist for it, wearing Dallas Baptist. But they went on to um, um, to eighteen. They they both made par. They go to eighteen. They both birdie eighteen, and then we go back to one. And the uh, and John Augustine gets the fifth and final spot on the um, on the third playoff hole. Uh, so those were the five that moved on to are uh, going on to final final stage of qualifying for the United States Open. Hey, Kurt, real quick, uh, speaking of uh, Bo Van Pelt, uh, we kind of talked about, I think, the next day, uh, which I think was his 48th birthday. We kind of yes. joked, or I, or Wikipedia, uh, thank, yep. thank goodness for the internet. Um, so was it true that Sean Barnes uh, caddied for Bo Van Pelt during the qualifier? Uh, that is not true. <laughs> oh. All not right. Sure I, got that one. <laughs> I love Sean Barnes. I just had to give Sean Barnes a shout out. <laughs> oh, Sean Barnes has told us stories about you too, about put, like putting like merchandiser of the year hats on your bed at down at the at the big merchandise show. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> Sean's a great guy. We'll just leave it alone. <laughs> we'll leave this whole merchandiser of the year thing alone for another episode. M O Y P G A M O Y. 
one day, guys. You're going to get it. You're going to get it. And I'm going to be proud to say, hey, <laughs> I know that guy. We do, a, we do a fantastic podcast with millions of listeners to it. <laughs> we are on pay- St. Albans is on pace for another uh, million dollar year right now. So, hey, hey, look at this guy. Yeah, there you go. Hey, yeah, you, you mentioned, I should have mentioned, you know, Sean. Yeah, thanks to Sean. Thanks to everybody at Gateway. You know, again, it's, an, it's another member club stepping up and hosting, you know, a Metropolitan Championship of, of some kind or a USG qualifying round. So, uh, you know, big, big kudos to the crew over there for Gateway to, you know, having us. And, and um, yeah, it was, uh, it was it was a really good good three days. And, you know, glad uh, glad we got uh, got money in without any any issue. And, and yeah. Uh, you know, we packed up and moved on to the rest of this week. So. Yeah, and so that brings us up to the Metropolitan Open being hosted at the Country Club of St. Albans. Is it on both courses, guys? No, just no. Lewis and Clark. Yep, just, just okay. Lewis. Yep. So bring us up to speed where we're at with the uh, Metropolitan Open through uh, through Thursday evening. Yeah, so we started, uh, yeah, round one was uh, Wednesday, the 17th, and uh, we started with 156 players. Uh, kind of a quick story behind that. A week, just about a week ago, a week, a week ago, month, last Monday, um, we were had, we had about 140 players, and uh, I get a phone call from a, from a guy who uh, was supposed to play in an APT, APT tour, which is all pro tour event in Oklahoma. And says they postponed that event because of, for whatever reason, I think it was some golf course conditions. And by that evening, I have a full field and a waiting list of ten. So we filled the field, which is for hundred with one hundred and fifty six players, which was actually great. We 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 needed we could have used you know we definitely needed you know some more players. So so yeah, we started Wednesday with a f- full field of one hundred fifty six and. Uh, played uh wednesday to and then today the round two wrapped up and we cut the field down to 40 and ties low 40 and ties and we've got 44 golfers getting ready to go tomorrow um i think i mentioned earlier minus two was the cut which is the lowest cut we've ever had um pretty phenomenal scoring out there 11 under leads uh young uh gentleman from uh I didn't look up where Gavin's from. Gavin Hall. Uh, Delray Beach, Florida. There you go. Delray Beach, Florida. So a couple things on Gavin. And I know besides he's a lefty, um, we had some exciting stuff out there today. Um, Gavin makes um, finishes 11 under. I think he's 7 under today. Uh, uh, 7 under today. Yes. Yeah, 7 under today, which includes uh, Albatross. He makes 2 at the par 5 14th, um, which is pretty strong. And um, – and then also, uh, then we got 10 under is, um, um, Blake McShay, Blake McShay. Yeah. It goes back to back 66s, I think the mm-hmm. 10 under. Correct. So we got, he's at 11, he's at, and Blake's at 10. And then, uh, we got, um, Chris Nagel at eight and David. Sorry, yeah. David Erty. Yeah. Is also at eight. So we got two guys at eight and Chris had a phenomenal round shoots 28 on the front today. And uh, shoots 62, nine under. Started the day one over par after a 72 yesterday and goes nine deep today to get it to eight under and puts himself right in contention for uh, the 18th Metropolitan Open Championship. So that's incredible. Kirk, I take a oh, let's go ahead, Andy. I'm sorry. I was going to say, you know, having you know that you host this event pretty much every year out there at the Country Club of St. Albans. 
what kind of preparations? What kind of things do you guys do? What's it? What's it like to host an event of of, of this nature at uh, at a course that you run? Well, first and foremost, we're very fortunate to have a. Uh, two outstanding golf courses and a membership that is uh, willing to uh, shut down one of those courses uh, for a few days so that we can have this uh, uh, big competition. Top sure. players come to our town. Um, obviously a lot goes back to Dan Lloyd and his crew with the course setup, the maintenance, which is just a daily routine, but a little bit different uh, when it comes to a big event. Um, and then from our side of things, um, Joe Schwent, our leader, my director of golf, uh, he does a lot of things behind the scenes of uh, getting volunteers, a lot of members that will sacrifice playing or maybe it's their day off or they're retired, whatever it is. He's got them uh, doing the scores to help Kurt Rowe's team. Um, so they'll be doing live scoring after about every three holes, collecting scores into Golf Genius. Um, a couple of them are shuttle drivers from nine to ten um, past the range there because that's a long walk. And then from 16 green to uh, 17 tee box. Uh, so Joe coordinates that uh, about a week, week and a half uh, and, uh, before the event, um, just saying, hey, who, who can be a part of this? And uh, so uh, it, it, takes, uh, it takes all of us. Um, you know, it takes uh, Laura Hodges, uh, our entire team, Andy Crow, our, our GM, the food and beverage team. Um, I'm obviously giving a shout out to our team. But uh, any, any big event, um, Kurt, Kurt knows or any other uh, facility, um, going back to Sean Barnes, it, it takes everybody. So uh, Joe Schwent uh, is always our leader. And uh, if you guys know Joe, um, he, uh, he doesn't seem to be his age. Uh, he's, I always say he's like a 20-year-old running around. He's in one door. He's out the next. Members like, uh, do you know where Joe is? He was there one second ago. But he's kind of our uh, uh, director of uh, volunteerism, we'll call it, uh, for these events. Um, <laughs> so a lot of preparation on all parties. And, and it's fun. And it's exciting to see. And I love following these guys to see where their careers go and hopefully it takes off. Um, and, and going back to um, the, the fine golf, you see had an albatross on a par five. Sure. Um, I, I do want to give that shout out again to uh, Chris Nagel, who's a buddy. Um, he a uh, little slow start yesterday, one over 72. Um, Cause again, Kurt uh, does make hole 11 a par uh, four for this event. We're normally a par 72. Um, I did text him last night and said, uh, you shoot 66, uh, tomorrow referring to today and i'll loop for you for the final round and uh he sends me a text this evening well you don't have to loop for me i didn't shoot 66 uh i shot 62 <laughs> i am going to take extra clothes just in case joe says hey go caddy for him but we'll see we got a lot of other things going with member play on the other golf course too 62 of course record out there uh, it is not it's a hell of a round um 61 is the course record that we look at. Uh, Akshay Batia back in uh, 2017, the junior PJ championship when he was 15. I think he literally just turned 21 recently. Um, Akshay won the junior PJ championship. He has pretty much locked up his PJ tour card. He shot 61 in the opening round of that event. Um, we also have a former member uh, who was a D1 golfer. About five, six years ago, he lives down south now. Um, but uh, Van Pierce once shot a 58. It was a Friday afternoon, supposed to be nine holes with a couple of his buddies, uh, one blues player at the time. They played the white tees, and he goes, and I think he was like eight under through nine, so they kept going, and he honestly shot a 58. Um, sorry, Van, but we do still kind of look at that 61 from the, the back tees as the uh, course yeah. record. But um, at the end of the day, 62 today by uh, Nagel is still That's a heck it. of a round, no matter what. Look, incredible, incredible. Kurt, other than some uh, 
some uh, rest and relaxation this weekend when you uh, get to wrap up tomorrow. What's uh, what's up next for the Metropolitan Amateur Golf Association? Yeah, so we uh, yeah we'll try to get this thing uh, wrapped up tomorrow. The final round um, goes off uh, seven a.m. Um, so we got forty four golfers. Uh, no amateurs make the cut this year, which is the first time ever, I believe. So no amateurs. We got some really fine amateurs, you know, played in, in the event, but uh, tough. Tough field. I mean, it's that there's so many good players, but yeah. So we uh, next week we have U.S. Women's Open qualifying at Bell Reef Country Club on yeah next Wednesday. So we're uh, looking forward to that. Bell Reeves uh, should be ready. We'll uh, I'll uh, I will try to take a breather over the next over the weekend, but then uh, Monday we'll start getting ready for that uh, Women's Open qualifying. is a 36 hole day, so the oh wow got, yeah. So that's we got 78 ladies um, coming in. Uh, mostly, mostly coming in town. Um, you know, we've got, uh, uh, you know, they come from, come in from all over. So we have 78, um, 78 players for two spots into the women's open, which is at Pebble beach this year for the first time, the women's and open. A, and that's a direct to the U S women's open. There's Correct. no, yeah, there's, just, there's nope. just one, there's just one, one stage. Yeah. But it, yeah, 36 holes. So 36 holes at Bell Reeve on Wednesday for, uh, for two spots into the women's open. So that's, that's what's next. And then actually, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Only got one day next week. Gosh, I'm... <laughs> vacation week next week. So lacquer. <laughs> you do something, right? I'm playing yeah. Albans. It's a long. That's uh, thirty six holes of That's a long. That's a long walk in uh in one day. Yeah, it should be. It should be good. Uh, I mean, yeah, we've got uh, right now. We've got set up just over sixty five hundred yards for the for the girls or for the ladies, I should say, and. Uh, it uh yeah it'll it'll be a should be a good test but hey you know this is where we're you know we're we're trying to identify two quality players to uh to go play in the women's open so and we got some really good players and we got some local good local players just to give a shout to we mentioned Brooke Beerman last week in our podcast yeah. Brooks in the field uh Drew Neenhaus, another uh, St. Albans member plays at Penn State University she's in the field um and then um, just some other other names outside of local, uh, Mariah Stackhouse. Uh, I don't know if that name rings a bell or something. She, mm-hmm. played, she played on the Curtis Cup here in St. Louis in 2017. Um, and then a young lady by the name of Alexa Pano, uh, if you follow her, she's, uh-huh. a, she's a rookie on the LPGA Tour this year. But uh, she made a big splash. She played in the 17 as well at the Girls Junior out of Boone Valley as, as a 12-year-old. She played in that. I actually, I refereed a match of hers out there, and uh, she's, uh, yeah, she's she's coming to St. Louis. Uh, she actually, uh, Jerry Tucker is one of her coaches, so she's coming oh, to, awesome. coming to Bell Reef. Yeah, so Fantastic. should be good. So I didn't I didn't mention this to you guys before, and I should have, and I apologize. So it, it is it is a major week. There's a major happening uh, on the east coast of Rochester. It's the PGA Championship at yeah. at Oak Hill. Obviously, the the PGA has you know, been here five years ago. And then we have uh president's cup coming here. No, BMW championships coming in 2025. Six. Six. Mm-hmm. Yep. President's cup coming in 27, 30, 30, 30. Okay. You know, I'm going to stop giving years. <laughs> Anything else coming up that, that I'm, I missed there? Or just, just those two right now. Nope. That's it. That's yeah. Cool. That's so uh, just quick, like. quick predictions for those listening on, uh, on Friday or, or Saturday or early on Sunday. For a uh, for a winner of the PGA Championship this weekend, I don't know. I, I I'm in a one and done league. I took I took Brooks in my one and done this week, so I don't think he had got off to the greatest start today. I believe round one, but um, that's that was my pick for one and done 
for my one and done league, so I'm just going to go with that. And I, I, I obviously haven't seen anything today, so I have no idea. I, who I haven't seen it. I've only I've <laughs> seen a leaderboard. I didn't even know who was leading, but when we started the show tonight, right? I'll uh, I'll take Dustin Johnson, who's uh, currently uh, three under, and uh, this favors a little bit of a cutter of the ball, and he's strong. Um, so I'll take Dustin Johnson. I'm cheating. I like. That. I, like that. <laughs> uh, I, I was that. I was uh, I was high on Max Homa coming in. Still, I'm, I'm going to stick with old. I think Maxi gets his first major this weekend. So there you go. I like it. Wrapping things up here, CNC Golf Factory. Thanks to Dan Lloyd for joining the show. Remember that if you want to subscribe to this podcast, it's super easy. You can just search C plus C Golf Factory on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Click that subscribe, leave a review, leave a ranking. Somebody said that on one of the uh, Apple reviews that Kurt Goss, that you need to be more sarcastic. And I, I, I vouch for that. I think that's, I think that's a, that's a good plan. What? so let me uh, let me find the review here real quick. I'm I'm very direct and to the point. No, I, I, that's not what I heard. That's probably Sean Barnes. It may it was not Sean Barnes. It was somebody. <laughs> Hicks. It was somebody Hicks who left the review on there. Oh, Matt know. Hicks was it? Hicksy, Joe's uh, nephew, Matt Hicks. Hicks seven twenty eight. I wish. Oh, Kurt, that... I wish Kurt would be a little sarcastic more often. But oh. he gave, but he gave five out of five stars, so thank you to Hicks seven twenty eight. Yeah, if you leave a review, I'll say your name on the podcast. <laughs> Free plug. <clears throat> Absolutely. Well, that wraps up episode three, CNC Golf Factory, St. Louis Podcast Network. We'll see you next time. Have a great week, everybody. Content on the St. Louis Podcast Network is one hundred percent human created.